0: This is Power Players with Dan Clark.
1: This is a podcast interview with America's startup success expert, Alex Stern. Welcome to Power Players with Dan Clark, former athlete, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author and high performance coach, where each week I bring you an inspiring message from an extraordinary human being who will share their secrets on how you can tap into your personal power to become everything you were born to be. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. In this episode, my friend and colleague, Alex Stern, who has been a co-founder of eight startups with five multi-gajillion dollar exits, two IPOs and three acquisitions, and one of the three who founded Constant Contact, which he and his partners sold for $1.1 billion, shares his life story and why he's been selected to the Influence 100 authority list by Influence Magazine and was recognized as the world authority for entrepreneurship by the credible source. As a world-class drummer and serial entrepreneur, Alec gives us the exact step-by-step formula required for an entrepreneur to start and grow and exit an extremely successful business. Power of Players with Dan Clark, welcome to this episode. And this will be one of the most unique interviews that... I've ever conducted because it's with Alex Stern, who's an entrepreneur, speaker, mentor, investor, but he's also a dear friend. We've had the privilege of sharing the platform together many, many times. And I've been a professional speaker for 40 years, and it's very rare that I'm intimidated by someone who I know is preceding me on the program on the stage or is coming after me and Alex Stern has become known as America's startup success expert for performing, and I take that word very, very seriously, for performing hundreds of keynote speeches worldwide and for his popular sessions at top conferences, which we've had the chance to share the platform on, Secret Knock, CEO Space International, Power Team International, and Habitude Warrior. I don't don't want to take our precious time diving too much into his his incredibly long bio and experience. So I just want to cut right to the chase and guarantee that his bio and his credibility will come out as he answers my evocative questions so we get a chance to dive into the heart and mind of a true serial entrepreneur. I think of all the things that he's been able to do, He's the co-founder or founding team member of eight startups with five exits, two IPOs, and three acquisitions. And listen to this. As a primary member of Constant Contact's founding team, Alex was one of the original three who started the company in an attic. Alex was with the company for 18 years from startup to IPO to a $1.1 billion acquisition. Welcome to the show, my dear friend. And when I said performing, Alec is a world-class drummer. And when you sit next to him, just at a, at a table in a ballroom where he's waiting for his turn to take the stage or he is just kicking back in a break, you ought to hear his magical fingers go to work with just two dinner knives on a, on a tablecloth round table He is awesome. I think you've missed your calling. You should have been in Journey. You should have been in Boston. You should have been in so many of the, you know, Aerosmith, so many of those Boston-based bands from the days. Welcome to the show. Alec, I love you. I honor you. Teach us first, right out of the shoots, what constant contact is and how it differentiates from a classic stereotypical customer relationship management program because you are one of the very first, if not the very first in your digital space. Teach us a little bit about constant contact before I get into your personal life. (laughs) Uh, I love you, brother, and uh, I appreciate that warm, warm uh, intro. Uh, I I think we're out of time with that. You're so uh, so bad. You're so bad. (laughs)
0: Uh, yeah, so I'll answer certainly answer the question. So so Constant Contact uh, uh, was actually the first uh, for, for digital marketing tools for small business. And the first one that we started with was email marketing. And, of course, the suite grew into many other tools. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a CRM per se, but for a lot of small businesses, they weren't thinking CRM or, or acquiring a CRM tool. But so they kept their contacts within, uh, within Constant Contact. And many had it manually elsewhere on a spreadsheet or maybe in an accounting tool, but they would bring it in, um, into constant contact initially email marketing to, to handle all of their, uh, individual, uh, personalized messages sent out to a group. So.
1: sir, sure, And what that, year was, platform, what, what so. year was that? Because I believe I was one of your very first customers. I'm looking for that discount coupon in the mail at some point, but what year was that?
0: Well, you know, this is back in the day when uh, football players wore leather helmets. So I don't know if I assume you were there because you, I know you played the sport. Absolutely,
1: <laughs> I, I wore a helmet and showed him a pad. So I needed a constant contact. Trust me. So yeah, I wanna
0: wanted... so, so this was uh, the end of '97, beginning of 1998. Yep. So, so we were we were one of the first, uh, and of course, a couple of years later, you know, we all know of SaaS software as a service, right? So so SaaS didn't exist. We were one of the first two. Applications that were uh, SaaS application ever uh, again, so trailblazing with a lot of things, a lot of firsts. Uh, but there were enterprise tools, and of course, you know, back in the day, when you think of the of the um, as some of the folks we know today, you know, Amazon and others that were, were 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 really getting going with their marketing. There were enterprise tools. They had agencies. They had resources. When you went on to Main Street, the average small business had nothing. And so what we really set out to do was level the playing field for for small businesses against those big competitors. Could we give them a tool that they could – all they had to worry about was what they wanted to say, when they wanted to say it, and to whom. And we we do the rest under the covers. We do a cover. All you have to do is put in your colors or images and, you know, logo and your content and hit send, and then we'll provide you all the tracking and reporting. So there was a lot of power – in what we were doing for that small business who really didn't have anything at the time.
1: So because you're a world-class drummer in, in the music business, we, we we talk to dancers about being in the pocket, <clears throat> being in the groove. And I want you to, I want to, I really want to challenge your creativity here for a min- minute, my, my dear friend, and see if you can figure out a way to tie in the succinct, perfectly syncopated drum beat that drives every song. Every single musician relies on the drummer to keep them going and to keep them on the beat so they don't lag or they don't speed up. How does that mindset equate to being an entrepreneur? Because in my mind, you and I laugh until we go to sleep at night in the lobby just entertaining. You've got one of the greatest uh, personalities and senses of humor of anybody I've ever met. But on the flip side, you've got that left-brain genius going. And I want you to teach you know, our listeners how significant it is for you to be able to amalgamate both sides of the brain that, that disciplined, you know, syncopated on the beat on the line never wavering left or right from a drummer's mindset and how that helps you become an entrepreneur to stay focused on your goal focused on your vision focused on your business plan because i think most entrepreneurs they just waver everywhere they take pride in being creative and they think they're they're laid back and they don't have the discipline oftentimes to just stick to the to the task and I know that you have this amazing, unique ability that you've brought to the, to the marketplace. And that's why you're such a popular keynote speaker. You bring a different twist, a different set of lenses through which entrepreneurs can look. So I'm going to stop babbling and hopefully I've planted enough seeds for you to take the left brain and tie it into the right brain. The creative and the cognitive discipline required for you to be a serial entrepreneur.
0: Sure. Yeah. So it takes a lot of thought on that question. So, so <laughs> always have sticks in hand or no, knives in hard hand, hard. as you uh, as you pointed out. Um, and so, so I started I started actually drumming when I was eight. Uh, so, so it's been with me for a long time. Uh, I began uh, beating on the metal garbage can lids and dented those in, and my dad hated that. And then I moved to pots and pans in the kitchen with knives or or, or drumsticks, and he hated that more. Uh, and then my mom and they were at We would go to flea markets all the time, and she saw a Ludwig uh, antique drum set and a Ludwig wooden stool with the claw bald uh, legs. And and I heard them sort of. Oh, they walked away, and I saw this drum set. It was beautiful, and I would and it was, you know it was antique. And, and I was like, wow, this is the coolest thing. Imagine playing that versus playing pots and pans. And they went off to talk, and of course there was an argument ensuing about my father said something to the effect of over my dead body, and. Uh, and of course, my birthday came, and guess who got the drum set? So you know who won that argument. I love it. And I, one thing I did hear from my mom is, "Don't squelch his creativity," right? And so that's stu- obviously stuck, you know, to this day. And and so, so I think one of the things that uh, drum, drumming does take a discipline because you know, if you, as, um, you know, you're the you're you're the rhythm, you're the beat, you're the heartbeat, right? And you've got if if, the bar, if a heartbeat skips a beat or, or rushes ahead, prob, problems ensue. And so to your point, you know, you've got to stay constant and, and, and flow. And so I think one of the just there's a lot of things that that equates to with regard to startup. And one thing is the discipline in starting starting something and, and then and then pushing forward, right? Uh, with 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 a pace to it, right? So you don't want to you can't rush some things and you can't, you know, if you can't skip beats, you know, when you're doing that, because there's so many steps along the way. Like if, for example, when you first have your idea. You know, everyone says, well, we, you know, we got to, we got to just crank through and finish it and then show it to people. And I, I've never done that. I've always brought out like something in a PowerPoint, you know, I've drawn, uh, drew it on a napkin or we would do a prototype, you know, so it's sort of how it would flow or what it would look like. And then go out as early and often to that target market and get that feedback so then it just gets you into this, this, the flywheel and the rhythm of starting that business and getting it going. And, and there's a constant there. And so you can't rush that. You know, you've know, you got to get that feedback and then build the product. You could, might rush to get something done. And then you, you know, I've seen this more often than not where someone finishes something and they bring it to the target market. And like, that's not what we want. And they're like, oh, we're going to the drawing board and we're going to redo it. So you think about how you can weave in these these things. The other thing is just keeping cooler cooler heads prevailing and, and, and keeping the calm amongst yourself, uh, and that should be part of your culture, because if everyone just just explodes or you know reacts too fast, and you know uh, we've got to move at a velocity. So let's just say that you know you might be picking up a song, and you know where where there's a faster beat, or there's a slower beat, but it's constant, and so you 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 know you can't you can't disrupt that flow, and you can't let these things disrupt you. So obstacles. I'll give you one just one other example. Obstacles will freeze you, right? You'll just stop playing. If you're in the middle of a song and you're on stage, you know, everyone is going to look back like, where's the drummer? <laughs> Where'd he go? Where'd she go? We, you know, we're stuck. What do we do? And so, you know, you, you so when you have that obstacle, you got to plow through it. You can't let it, you, know, you can't get stuck. And I, I had to learn this. I had to learn this. You know, I used to go into the office and write the obstacle on a piece of paper, put a little box next to it, and hope I checked it. By the end of the day, never happened. Coming the next day, it's sitting right at the top. Or some days I see it, third day, fourth day. I'm like, oh, my God, way, way, way on you. And this is usually what takes someone uh, to a point where they, they grab their bat and ball and go home, right? So you have to figure out how do I solve it. And guess what? You know, uh, news break. You're not the first one to experience that obstacle. There's many that experienced it before you. Some had failed at trying to solve it. Some had uh, broke it into smaller pieces, get some small wins, chip away at it, solve it. Others were able to give it, you know, just solve it right out of the gate. So you've got to create the muscle memory to do that, just like you create a muscle memory to be able to drum and keep the beat. You know, I, oftentimes you'll hear someone, I, I can hear everything. And, and when, when a mistake is made and, and someone playing live in a song, I could hear something that there was a mistake. But the average ear can but the uh, But, you know, you plowing through this thing, you've got to find a way to solve it. You've got to rally everyone else around you to, to also help where needed because you create that muscle memory and solve that. And guess what? Behind it's a bigger one, right? And behind that's a bigger one. And so as the song is progressing, sometimes you get excited. You want to play. You're, you're excited. You're playing faster and faster and faster. I can hear that. where someone's getting into the groove, and then all of a sudden, they're, they're, they're sort of off beat, if you will. Um, and sure. so, and then there's the mm-hmm. fun things that kind of come in with music, backbeats and things that, you know, in different, different eras of, of song, where you're, you're doing something completely, well, you were trained one way, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, we're doing something completely opposite of what we used to do,
1: I not a that. backbeat
0: or something, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so that, the, business has all of those things, uh, so I often think, you know, music fits in, into my mindset, because of all of the the, the things that that we do can tie back to the the rhythm, the beat, or the heartbeat of the business.
1: So to tie it into entrepreneurship, so I love the music metaphor. So you don't need two drummers in a band. You need to find people who are as equally talented and passionate and focused as you are. So when you're starting up a business, how do, you, how do you go about finding the right players who need to play the instruments to make the kind of music that you want to play? Because, you know, I've heard, you know, my daughter's uh, husband, my son-in-law, he started this amazing business, so successful with two of his high school buddies. Another one of my dear friends who exited, you know, $1.3 billion, and he went to five of his high school mates, and two of them out of the five said yes, and now the other three are kicking themselves. So how do you go about finding and attracting the right players to play in your band when you have the entrepreneurial idea?
0: Yeah, I love that. I do want to just digress for just one second, because there's the old joke of the, the band goes into their radio show and gets, it's being interviewed, and the Host of the show asked, "Well, how many members are in the band?" They're like, we have four members and a drummer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: we don't usually get the respect, but at the end of the day, there would be there would be no good music without us. So I'm just saying.
1: That's you know, funny. Who's in
0: the back? You know, we should be up front. The singer should be sitting in a chair in the back. <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, so so you're, you're you're tapping into something that is very very important to to talk about, and that's staying in your lane. Right, you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're great on the uh, front end, business development, front facing, uh, you know, working with uh, account managing and working with potential clients, right? You know, you could easily get two more others just like you, and all do the same thing. But where you're not rounding out the band in the analogy, right? Because because you're not going to be successful. I mean, I've heard some bands that have just you can't have just a drum drummer. You know, a great drummer could make a lot of music and and fill in some of what's missing you know an amazing drummer i mean you can name like neil pert from rush and john bottom from led zeppelin and some of the some of the top top drummers ever in time but the bottom line is you need some other players you can get away with two or three right so you might say okay well i'm really good at the the, the that front end i'm going to round this out with two other people that that are filling areas that are not in my lane the uh so oftentimes what happens when we start a business is like well you know, whatever it is that we need, I'm just going to do it, right? I don't have anyone else. I'm just going to do it. So there's an opportunity cost to not doing what you're, you're good at in your lane, right? So if you say, okay, we need a website. I'm, a, I'm on uh, the business development side or go to market. I'm not really technical. Don't, I don't know. I know. I don't know how to code or anything. So, so, so we're, well, we need a website. Well, let me go learn the website tool. Let me go build the website, the 1.0 of it. And it may take me 20 hours. If my time is worth... Let's say hundred dollars an hour. It's, it costs me two grand in time. If I took the if I took the twenty hours and I went over to what I'm good at, could I could I earn more than that two grand? Of course, I could probably double, triple, quadruple it. At the same time, could I hire someone who's good at what what's missing, and they could do it in five hours and do it uh, incredibly, where it doesn't have to get redone right away? Uh, you know, maybe it'll last a little bit of time, because you always have to iterate and work on it, or maybe 10 hours. And so so it's going to cost you five hundred or a thousand dollars worth. And and that's just this is a lower level sort of example, but that person could come in, be part of the team, you know you could trade out you know some some of the value of, through through options or shares or of, of equity. you could you could get a fractional person that just you know does part- time work with you, or it could be a full-time hire. But when you look at it, sort of rounding it out at the top, Um, you know, I, I see all kinds of scenarios, but to answer your question, you know, you've got to, you've got to, like, someone's got to fit, like this has to be somebody that you want to be there. You know, you're not just there nine to five, right? When you're starting a business, you're going to be there long hours. Like, is this someone you want to be there with? Like, do you gel in terms of personality? Do they gel with you with regard to your, you know, your, your sort of core value, your mission and so on? Like I, when I'll, 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 I remember, um, in a couple of instances of companies that were focused on small business, you know, I, I would be asked, you know, as a founder, like, could I interview anyone coming in? And, and I would say to folks, like, I have no control over whether you have this job or not. I'm just here to talk about fit, answer any questions. And so I would ask things like, you know, so, you know, we all have busy lives and stuff, but if you had to go buy someone a birthday present, what, what's your go-to? You know, they'll say, oh, I just go online to Amazon like, do you ever go to Main Street in your like your town and you know shop around? There's probably boutique stores, what have you. No, I don't have time for that. I don't want to be dealing with that. Is that a fit for someone to come in who's dealing with you know small businesses as your target market? So that so there are some things that could provide uh, some red you know red flags if you will early on, or or is that is it this person like like I don't do windows, I don't have to do my own trash. Oh, you're telling me that my first day I have to put my desk together and put assemble my computer, and then someone's gonna uh, help me, you know, get in and turn it on. At that point, why is it someone putting my desk together? Like, if someone's not willing to roll up their sleeves and, and, and you know contribute at any level, you know, because you gotta gotta you gotta kind of chip in just because there's no one else to do it, right? Um, you know, so you get some of those, so you know, some some red flags. But but find the people that are not in your lane. And round it out with others. So, so uh, you need someone front facing. So, would that potentially be a CEO or or someone who's going to be front facing, going out talking to you know potentially investors and and potential strategic advisors and mentors or partners or what have you? You know, there's someone's got to handle operations. How do we just make sure everything under the covers is going to be working right? You know, that's the COO potentially. Then there's going to be someone who's going to oversee the technical and product development and product management and and uh, kind of be a, a voice between, you know, someone who's who's at external on the sales and marketing side to, to the development team. You need sort of someone to a go-between. So you don't get this, you know, we're just going to keep coding away, and five years later we still haven't launched. Exactly. Because we just, need, and we need this, and we need this, and we need this, and that happens on both sides. Either sure. the front end wants more, or the developers are, you know, just, just want to be creative and keep cranking on it. But eventually you got to freeze this thing and, and get it, get it in, in a condition to get it out in the hands of customers. Learn, get feedback, uh, iterate as much as possible. So, so it's just uh, finding these people are easy.
1: I love you know, it. Just
0: get out, network, talk to your, talk to to folks you you've known in your past. You know, go to others. You know, within two degrees of separation of you will be someone Sorry. that someone will recommend you should talk to so and so. Comes from a trusted source. You talk to them, and if they feel your energy and the excitement that you have for what you're doing, and they believe in the target market, and they believe, you know, in your mission, uh, you know, it's easy to it's easy to plug someone in. Um, so, whether you knew them before, or you didn't. But most of the people I've hired are through I've known through the network.
1: So you know. to your point, and using a <clears throat> one of my favorite <clears throat> quotes from the music industry, Frank Sinatra never set up his own microphone. Do what you do, stay in your lane. That's so wise. Okay, last question, Alec. Respectful of your time, and to have you back again. When you have a, how do you know you have a billion dollar idea? Um, because one of the things that holds us entrepreneurs back more than anything is sharing our passion, sharing our excitement, sharing what we think is a billion dollar idea with the wrong people who rain on our parade. A family member. Why would you want to do that? Just work for the same company for 30 years and get your freaking gold watch or negative friends who aren't excited for you to succeed. How do you know when you have a billion dollar idea? And how is, is there a methodology in sharing it and being careful with whom you share it to make sure that you can withstand all the negativity and see it to the end?
0: Yeah. So there are a couple of things. Um, so I never really look at the, uh, personally, I don't look at the outcome to say, is this a billion dollar idea? Like I just say, is this big? And the only way you can validate that in my mind is if you go out to your target market, um, and I'll talk about that in a moment, um, and, and get feedback early and often. And so I want to just explain that process. So um, that's the first thing that, that I think we should sort of t- touch on there. Um, but the, um, you know, the, 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 before, before I do that, I just want to answer. One of my mottos is a no means not now, right? So you're going to go out to people and you're going to ask uh, to, for whether it's a, a partner, uh, a, a customer, uh, a mentor, uh, an investor, uh, maybe an, maybe an employee or board member. You know, you're going to go out to a lot of people and you you know you'll do you'll do that ask, and then they're going to say no. They're going to say, now I'm not interested and and so you want to cultivate those relationships at, at whatever point there's a no and first say, you know, can I get feedback as to why, you know, you don't see there's that there's a fit here for you to get involved. I always find in my, you know, my experiences, get my own study, the third thing they say is usually the reason. So if you kind of prod a little bit, that third thing, like, you know, you know, oh, I don't have time for it or, you know, it's just, it, it's it's not really, you know, it's not an area that, I'm, that interests me or... You know, I, I, I'm just not comfortable, you know, with the team in place right now, or, or you don't have enough people on the team, or you haven't got, you haven't advanced enough in the business. I always find that it's that third thing, you know, if you press a little bit. Uh, but the bottom line is, if you ask them, and that when you got that no, and say, look, you know, maybe it wasn't the right time, maybe you just they weren't really hearing or receiving what you what you said, which we'll talk about in just a, a minute, because that plays into what, I'm, what I want to talk about when you go to your customer. And so, so you, you're sitting there and you're not sure. Um, you know what to do, but if you can ask, just say, Look, you know, can I, can I stay in touch with you and, and give you updates and feedback and, and just let you know our, about our progress? Would that be okay? And they usually will always say yes. And then say, I just want to understand again, respecting your time method of communication is it email, text, call, Zoom, whatever, and, and frequency? You know, is it, you know, we want it once a week, you know, once a month, you know, what would work for you?
1: And then at okay. least you now
0: have a green light to stay in touch with them, right? Yes. Sir. And I've converted many, many no's into yeses, even starting as a kid. And I'll just quickly, uh, when I was eight years old, you know, I, nine years old, I worked a uh, hot summer day, I an ice cream. My mother gave me all the reasons why I couldn't have an ice cream. And it was always that up to that third one where you ruin your appetite. It's like two in the afternoon. We're going to be eating dinner at six or seven. I'll work this off. So I just would do a couple of chores. I'd help her on something. And then like, Mom, can I have an ice cream? Second and second attempt, she's like, oh, honey, you've been so great. Take two. You know, so I just knew, okay, I can take this no, convert it into a yes, and get that ice cream. I can do that in business. Now when you – so now you have your idea, and it could be on a napkin. It could be anything. And people will always come to me and say, what do you think of our idea? And I'm like, doesn't matter what I think. What's your target market think? Most people haven't – they're close to the vest. They're in stealth mode. They don't want to necessarily – you know, go out and talk to others. You don't have to give away the secret sauce or that ingredient that, uh, ingredient that makes that, that recipe so you know, so unique. Uh, but you want to get out there because that's what what validates a lot of things. So you go out to your target market and you don't do what I call spray and pray. I'm going to keep talking, pray, you heard something that interests you. you know as they're falling asleep or they're like kind of like, oh my God, what is this going to end? You don't do that. What you do is you lead with value. You ask them questions. What you know? What's your vision in the business that you have? Where? Where? What do you have that you wish you had more of? What don't you have that you wish you could add into the mix? And and you know what? What do you see as things that would just really help you grow this business? And they'll give you some some pointers and things. And tying to a um, to a music analogy for just a second, uh, Freddie Ravel, who is the famous uh, keyboardist for Santana and Earth, Wind, and Fire, and mm-hmm. Freddie taught me that when, uh, uh, you, when you, when someone's communicating and sharing those things, don't be in your head thinking, what what am I going to say back? Maybe I'll lead with this. No, no, I think I'll lead with that. You know what? I forgot to go to the store and get milk today. I should do that. Like you're in your head talking about all kinds of stuff. You got to be present and listening, intently listening. If you jumble the words of listen around, it spells silent and you want to be silent and present listening. So they're going to give you some cues and some, some information that's going to be really helpful when you're going to now, when they say to you, well, what are you working on? That's when you can, again, you're not going to spray and pray and just, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, you give them a snippet of, of what you're working on. And then if they say answer, can answer two questions after you've shared some of what you're doing, they're going to say, tell me more, tell me more. You share more. You got to ask two questions. One, is this something you see yourself using and could it help you, you know, bring your, you know, take your business to the next level? yes, of course I think it definitely And then the second question is is this something you see yourself paying for?
1: Uh. And if they
0: say yes, it's priceless it's like a, you know when can I have it tomorrow <laughs> then you know you're onto something so what, so that is what will drive you and you go don't go to family and friends as you alluded to don't go to don't go to people you did business with before go to strangers and get brutal honest feedback.
1: Okay and ladies go and- to
0: strangers in the case of constant contact I went and found four customers. Didn't know who they were before. Why? And I talked talk to them about what we were doing. They said, yeah, we'd love it. They started using it. We had bugs. It would break. They'd call me. They were freaking out. We want to get a campaign out. What's going on here? We we rushed and hustled to try to fix things. They gave us feedback, brutal, honest feedback. You know, feedback's a gift. And we're loving that. And so so those four then became the references. So when someone said, like a strategic partner, do you have any references? I'm like, I'll give you three. And they like, do you have any more? I'm like, I'll give you one more. Don't ask for a fifth. Don't tweet that.
1: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Alex Stern, the Boston business mogul. <laughs> one of my heroes, one of my mentors. And uh, you have elevated this podcast, Power Players, to the next and highest level. Alec, I appreciate you as a dear friend, as a true mentor. Every time we get together, we laugh we 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 swap stories, and I leave a better man and a better human being. Thank you. God bless you. Uh, you're too kind. And thank you so I much. I appreciate you God. so much.
0: Love you, brother, and I thank you for your kind words. And, uh, it 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 it, it uh, wakes me up in so many ways. I really appreciate it. Thanks. I
1: can't wait to, to talk to you offline, and we'll we'll be breaking bread many times in 2022.
0: Look forward to it. Thanks, brother. See you. Go time. Thanks. Let's go time. Let's do it. See ya.
1: So that was awesome, bro. Oh yeah, that yeah, pleasure. He's just gonna—he's gonna let me try drink cr- that minute. off. Let's try one thing really quick. Yeah, so
0: just a couple of things—you got to fix your screen because you're buried in the logo. I know. I, I didn't know I had a
1: green screen here because we're in this amazing studio. So I, I'm trying to figure out what the heck to do.
0: Yeah, I mean you Gee, could. I, I don't know what. To I do. mean you could—you could actually put a logo on a screen and. There
1: you know. we go. Now oh, it's in the headphones. Yeah. Okay, yeah he figured it out now it's in the headphones. so this is good but we did record it
0: good hey, brother, yeah, the, I s- got the it. second
1: the second thing
0: is you, if you look in the corner your name is someone else's name you, i would put dan clark dash yeah, right there uh, uh whatever whatever the name of the, the show, show is, is. Oh, it does. Okay.
1: all right thanks brother i appreciate hey, your feedback all right.
0: yeah all right buddy thanks see, see you
1: man see you friday. friday yeah man. you too man thanks all
0: right thanks take care The views and opinions expressed on the Power Players podcast do not necessarily reflect those of KUTV or Sinclair Broadcast Group.